Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Is it working? Is it recording? Can you hear the theme music at all? No. No, we can't hear anything. Okay. So is it is the level thing bouncing up and yeah. down on your? Okay, it's it must totally be recording. Well, the important thing is that Bob Smiley is on our podcast again. Bob Smiley, yes, that Bob Smiley, the mm-hmm. one that you're thinking of, the the Bob Smiley that has written many books. He's done uh, a lot of stand up. And I am shocked that you haven't interrupted me to say something. <laughs> oh, are we going? Are we yeah. doing this? Yeah. It's officially okay. recording, but okay. You well, first hear. of all, you don't have to mention all that stuff because one of the reasons why I look forward to doing your podcast is one, I don't get nervous because you know there's no listeners, but two, mm-hmm. like. We've been friends forever, so I'm actually doing the podcast just to hang out with you. I, I, I'm not talking about the fourth book in the Average Boy series that I'm writing and working on or how good the third book did on Amazon or I'm not promoting my Average Boy podcast to families to listen with their kids or anything. Like I literally am just here to talk about you. I'm not mentioning my website, bobsmiley.com, uh, any of that. Like I just love hanging out with you, man. So, yeah. So uh, go ahead. Continue. I won't interrupt. While you're at it, why don't you not mention where you're going to be in the next few weeks, too? So Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that because that would take up Amarillo uh, time. And, you know, <laughs> people can go to my website if they actually care where I'm touring, you know, Wisconsin. Which is BobSmiley.com. Yeah, which is BobSmiley.com. How are you doing? Man? And that's not true. Not everybody thinks of me when they say Bob Smiley because they're used there. There probably still is. But there was a Bob Smiley that lived north of Nashville. Uh, who was a uh, blues band. He had a blues band, the Bob Smiley Blues Band. And they played in hotel lobbies. And the only reason why I know him is uh, when I first got my M-Pop record deal uh, for my first CD, they secured my website, bobsmiley.com. And evidently, two days later, that Bob Smiley tried to get that website and missed it. And then... Maybe like eight months later, two people came to their show at the XL Inn and thinking it was me. And so he reached out to me and he was like, I just sent two really disappointed people away from <laughs> from my show who showed up, you know. And he, he's like a 300 pound, like long haired, like harmonica playing, like, you know musician it's great music i listen to some of the stuff but yeah so there's a few people that might be thinking of him but the rest of you hopefully are thinking of me you guys should do a show together like Ooh, that would be great bob smiley's the bob's bob's <laughs> bs squared bs squared. Yeah. Yeah. squared we could do it cubed uh there was a uh, cube means three right yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can edit me questioning that out so that I sound really super smart. 
Um, I actually can't believe I got that right. Anyway, um, there was also a Bob Smiley that was a coach uh, in Nashville. And so people would call me when I had a landline. When I first was living in Nashville, kids would call me because they would just look up the number and be like, coach, I'm not going to make it to practice on Tuesday. Or, <laughs> And I would just be like, yeah, man, do what you got to do. Like I just <laughs> pretended to be the coach. <laughs> I, I wish I could have followed up to find out how many kids got in trouble for how many kids didn't make the varsity team because they didn't clear their absence with the coach. I got a voicemail yeah. a few years ago. You remember this, Dad? I got a voicemail that it went straight to voicemail, and I it said, uh, "You we're just calling to let you know that." that Cade is really sick and you need to come and pick him up. And I, I listened to it and thought, you know, I, I probably better call the school back and just let them know they've got the wrong number. They kind of acted like I was annoying them a little bit. Like the secretary acted put out when I was like, yeah, I just got this voicemail and I wanted to let you know that nobody's coming to get Cade and you probably better, you probably better correct the number there. But yeah, they they still acted like I was inconveniencing them. <laughs> Kate's I, up in the nurse's office sick as a dog. Why isn't my mom coming? To this day, uh, and this started about a year ago, but I get in my post office box, uh, I get a letter to, uh, I'll just say her first name, Kristen. And um, she is in a lawsuit. Like she is in a really heavy lawsuit. Uh and I guess she gave my post office box uh, as the deal. And it just and for a long time, I was turning it back into the, the post office. And finally, I was like, they're not stopping it. I've told them to, that this isn't, you know. And uh, so now I just have a stack of letters of from lawyers and the uh, IRS and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oops. yeah, I keep expecting to show up one day at the post office box and like two guys in suits are standing there and like. Are you Kristen? You know, and it's possible nowadays. So I could be. So I'm just like. So uh, yeah. we need to mention for Carl's sake that we're doing video chat and also that dad is currently sitting in his day job office. I think trying to be kind of quiet because your microphone isn't picking up super great. And you're like. It's not picking up super great. You're acting like. Wait a minute, what is this day job? Oh, you don't even know about dad's day job? Tell Bob. No, I mean, I don't know what a day job is. <laughs> he gets up before noon these days. Uh -huh. What? Way before noon. Yeah. Um, that's not, it's not interesting. That's not interesting. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. No, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Well, I still have, um, I still have some leniency at this job. Um, to where I can take off and do comedy when I need to. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I can record podcasts when I need to. And so I have a little bit of flexibility. Dude, that's great. So as long as the toilets get cleaned, like they don't care when you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just don't want him to yell. They just want him mm -hmm. to be really, really quiet when he's recording his right. podcast. As long as, the, as long as the gum is removed from the urinal in, <laughs> within an hour. Okay, can we talk about that? I know we're not talking about the breakdown of society. Um, I know you guys want to steer clear of any kind of you know controversy topics Let's on this keep it podcast. Light. We never, yeah. never talk about serious stuff. Right. But who spits stuff in the urinals or throws paper in the urinals? Like, who are those people that are so selfish? Like, somebody will clean that out. Like, our gym now has a 
it started out as a little like placard over the urinals. And now it is a big poster sign, like the size of like a Miley site. I mean, it doesn't matter who's on the poster, but I just, just um, like a big poster size that says, do not spit tobacco, throw paper. Like it lists out all the things, gum, like Don't go in there. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously, who's that selfish that they're just like, ah, somebody else will clean this out. You know, they just discard that. Those people are uh, center of the universe people. We've talked about them many times on our podcast. People who have no idea that there are other human beings alive on the planet. And uh, they spit gum. And specifically, I've talked about them spitting things into the urinal and not thinking about it. That's one of the things on the list. The other thing that they do is they go through doors. They just open doors up and let the doors close behind them without even looking to see if there's anybody else coming behind them because they are in the center of the universe. They will stop their cars in the middle of the street and have conversations with people, you know, in other cars and you come up behind them and they will notice that you're there and then continue their conversation because whatever they're talking about is more important than wherever you have to go. Okay. This is so great because this just happened last week. I pulled in our neighborhood and you, you pull in and then the road splits and makes a circle. So, you you if you can get to the the where it splits you're fine but two cars stopped right before the split so i'm stuck behind them and they they both see me and it's a small neighborhood so we kind of all know each other and they just keep talking so i get out and walk up to them and it's like <laughs> all right what are we dishing about <laughs> and they're like uh we were talking about the school and I was like, all right, well, I mean, obviously we're going to be here a while. So let's <laughs> let, and then they, again, it's a small neighborhood. So they, they know me. So they kind of take me with a block assault, but mm -hmm. I was like, how do I tell these people they're incredibly rude and selfish? And I was like, I'll just go on, you know, Brandon's podcast. Yeah. That's the best, the best way to get the word out is to come on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. You really want to reach a lot of people and affect the culture in one quick fell swoop, you come yeah, on. So, so Carl, if you know Tiffany and Steven, could you tell them to quit being selfish? <laughs> Nobody's named Tiffany anymore. That's, that's <laughs> Have you been real. to the Woodlands? Have you been to the Woodlands? Everybody's named Tiffany or Ashley. Oops. Really? Yeah. In, in Texas. Yeah, there's a lot of Tiffany's. Uh, there used to be way more Jennifer's and you don't have that as much, but there's a lot of Tiffany and Ashley's. The Jennifer's have all moved to the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we wanted to have Bob on for some reason. I don't know. Why did we have Bob come on, Amanda? Oh, I was the one who said we have to welcome Bob to the club of irritating the atheists on social media. He's he, mm -hmm. I don't even know if he was aware that he was poking the bear. I would assume that he did, but there was a meme that he shared like last week that got a lot of traction. <laughs> it got a lot of attention. Here's what's funny. So I'm driving to a show and Brandon texts me and says, hey, Peaches said that we need to have you on the show to talk about atheists. And I was like, okay, did I, <laughs> did I say something about atheists? Like I literally had no clue. So I had to go back and look on my social media to see what you guys were talking about. And then I went back and looked and I was like, Oh, wow. Like, there's a beehive, like, right yeah. below that post. It went bananas. Yeah. Like, I don't know what your average share 
number is like how many shares usually on social media you gauge the in, like the influence based on shares because you can get a lot of comments under something that only a few people saw because they're just bickering back and forth but if you get mm -hmm. like upwards of a hundred shares that's a lot i think and i don't yeah. remember, i don't know how many but it seems like it was well over 500 the last time i looked good grief on, on facebook it was well over 500. Yeah. Um, instagram it was a higher number than here here's my dilemma with and why I don't look at that stuff very much anymore. Um, and Brandon, you're probably right here with me. I worked so hard to come up with like great comedy pieces, record it, make it good quality, cut them up into little quick clips, put them on, post them at the right time and all that. And they'll get nothing. And then we filled the atrium at our house up with balloons and surprised our kid on his birthday and he got down i said you got to swim to me and he got down and backstroke through the balloons it was a 17 second clip two million views right and i'm like i give up i give up <laughs> i was in it i was performing in louisiana two weeks ago and uh it was at a camp and so i stayed at the camp and the next morning got up and had breakfast and the director was showing me the uh, mural in the cafeteria and this sweet elderly lady had painted the mural of all the animals going to the ark. And so, you know, two lions too. And <laughs> there was two giraffes. And did you see this, Brandon? Yeah, I saw it. And the light switch for the cafeteria was in <laughs> the worst place. I saw on the too. underside of the giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did a, I did a 12 second video of, Hey, look at this mirror. Oh, it's dark. Let me turn the light on. Oh, nope. Not touching that. And <laughs> on, on Instagram, I don't, I don't get a lot of shares on Instagram, but I had, uh, over 4,000 shares on that. And it's like over a hundred thousand views uh, on that, which is not like, that's not normal for me on Instagram. And I'm like, that's what, like I literally woke up and hadn't even had coffee yet. And I just threw that up there and, mm -hmm. That's what hit. So, yeah, so I had to go back and look at that meme because that meme to me, it resonated with what's going on in the country. And so I was like, I've, I've got to share this because I, this is how I feel. Um, but then I, I didn't really go back and look. I did the first, you know, couple of hours to see, but I didn't see that it had blown up. Yeah. So you. What, uh, was, what was the meme then for Carl's sake? If you like summary, if you remember. Uh, it was a conversation between a uh, Christian and then it doesn't really say atheist. It just says secular person. Yeah, I, I'll read it real quick. So secular person says, I want to do, and then we just say X for whatever it is that they want to do. So I want to do X. And Christian says, okay, you're free to do it. And the secular person says, yeah, but you think X is wrong. And the Christian says, yeah. And the secular person says, because you want to control me. And the Christian says, no, no, you're free to do whatever you wish. And the secular person says, but you think X is wrong. And the Christian says, yes, but only because I want what's best for you. And the secular person says, but I want to do X. And the Christian person says, you're free to do it. And the secular person says, but I want you to say that X is good. And the Christian says, no, I can't say that. And the secular person says, why are you such a hateful, intolerant bigot? Yep. And mm -hmm. that is what's going on in our country right now. Like it's, it, it's not enough. I, I did a I did a video about this. It was I was really talking about the um, uh, trans swimmer um, that had you know won the the swim meet and everything. And so I, I put this video out at that time. But I, I made this statement that you know uh, 
you know, whenever they, they first started saying, just let us get married. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to affect you. And, you know, that was a couple years ago. And now, you know, we were like, okay, you can get married and it's not going to affect us hopefully. And now we're having to pass bills to keep drag shows out of second grade classrooms. My friends can't let their daughters go into target bathroom. Like it is, it is affecting all of us. And so when I read that, I was like, okay, somebody actually articulated that in the best way that I, I could uh, to say what's going on in our country. Right. So one of the things that I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this too, is, you know, the secular people were like, oh, but it's not really, that's not really how it works. You know, Christians actually are trying to be controlling or whatever, which you'd expect. But mm -hmm. what always annoys me is when you've got professing Christians who pile on to agree with the secular people and like argue against the point and be like, well, this is why they don't like to go to church. Can't you see, Bob? Can't you see how you've contributed to the reason that the secular person hates us? And I, and there was not maybe a lot of that, but I did see at least a couple of, you know, comments in that direction. And how does yeah. that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I saw, I saw some of those comments and it, nothing surprises me anymore. People that claim to be a Christian or a Christ follower, um, but then they follow anybody but Christ. They don't want to follow. You know, uh, this is obviously an old story that I'm about to tell because it starts off with I've got a friend that works at a Christian bookstore. So <laughs> this is obviously way dated back, but um, he used to work at a Christian bookstore here in the Woodlands and he called me up one time because he got a phone call with, um, from a person who was saying, hey, do you guys have a translation of the Bible that doesn't talk about homosexuality as wrong? <laughs> and he goes, um, no, we have different translations, but it's all the word of God. And it talks about that. And he said, oh, well, OK, then never mind. But I'm just telling you, you guys would get way more. You would sell way more books. Still if, way more Bibles. If you, if you would take that out. And <laughs> he said the guy was being serious. Like he was not joking at all. And I think about that so often because that's what a lot of these so-called Christ followers want to do is they want to say they're a Christian. But whenever it comes time to draw a line in the sand, they they don't want to follow what the Bible says. They want to justify it and they get accolades for looking like a good person by, you know, loving and accepting everybody, which that's great, but also loving and accepting their continual sin. And that's where it gets to be a problem. And that's where you, you misrepresent Christ. Yeah. Well, you weren't even like listing a sin or the meme doesn't even list a sin, which is what I find is yeah. you know, funny. It literally just has an X, like right. you said, to fill in the blank, you know? And so it's not like they can even say that it's a hot topic or like you're, you're posting on something that's very provocative. You didn't list any of the, you know, cultural events that might cause people to be very emotional. And yet still it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you went too far. Like you, de you definitely are pushing people away. Okay. <laughs> that is one of the things that made me think this was brilliant and needed to be shared because it doesn't say what it is. It just is obviously something that goes against the beliefs of uh, Christianity. And I, when I first read that, I thought if I post this, people are going to read it. And in their mind, they're going to substitute either their sin 
that they that just subconsciously they know it's it's wrong or it's against Christianity, they're going to substitute that word, whatever they're doing, in for it. Or people that are on this bandwagon of like, we just need to love everybody, they're going to take whatever hot topic that they're fighting for and put that in. And I like that that kind of, uh, you know, indicts them a little bit. Yeah, well, it's, it would be like me just standing up in front of all four of my children and being like, listen, guys, it is really, really time for us to crack down on disrespect. You know, we really need to stop being so disrespectful around here and having just one of them be like, what do you mean by disrespect? And then it's like, well, you know, just, you know, it, 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 we need to be more respectful. And then one of them's like, how can you say that? <laughs> like, like the more they dig, the worse it gets, the more obvious it is. Who needs to hear that message? I think the old saying is you can uh, throw a rock in the, in the middle of a pack of fighting dogs and the one who got hit is the one who yelps. And like that's mm -hmm. totally what was happening in that situation. There are people who were indignant and it's like, what are you – what are you upset about again? And then they'll go with the word tone. They'll say it was the tone or the spirit of the post. And I don't think there's a criticism that a couple of comedians have heard more than, well, you just didn't do it with the right spirit or the right tone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the reason I wanted to bring it up um, is because Bob is uh, in the same, the same game that I'm in and we're communicators. We're, we are social commentators. That's what comedy is, is it's commentary on social culture. Um, and the fact that you are a Christian means that your, uh, that your perspective is colored or should be colored uh, by the scripture. And so when you have, like Mandy was talking about earlier, you have people who are uh, outside the church who are offended by the things that you post, but it's the people who are inside the church, so people who claim to be Christians. Um, many of them are ones who have been in your audience. You know, these are people who uh, who will comment if you say something that is even remotely controversial, quote unquote. These are people who will go, I used to, I was actually in your show. I'm sorry that I ever came to see you because now I've, I've gotten that. <laughs> Many, many times I've had people, he, he that's how we met to my church. He came to my church and, and now he's talking like this. I am ashamed to be because he calls himself a Christian and he's so unloving and so unkind. Any sort of criticism that you render um, is going to be considered unloving. And as a person who's a public figure uh, like you are, the consequences are I don't want to say dire, but but you have there's more consequences for you putting your theology out there than there is for the average um, person who doesn't make a living as some sort of a public public figure, right? Do you, do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, You're, and you, that, you risk I mean, a lot when you post those things. Yeah, and that's you said at the beginning. That's our job is to point out the absurdity in some situation. That's what comedy is. And you have to be able to do that in a way that that is relative to everybody across the country. So when you're traveling all over the country, you've got to talk about topics that everybody knows about, you know, so everybody can relate to it. And so a lot of it, you end up talking about what's going on in society. And so you're going to offend 
some people. I, I do this joke in my act where um, I talk about the ridiculous stuff that we saw in, you know, with COVID coming around. And I said, you know, we still see people in their car by themselves wearing a mask and everybody laughs and nods and usually, you know, points or something. And then <laughs> this is the joke part of it. I say, I was in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago and I pulled up to a red light, looked in the car, guy by himself, two masks, two masks. And the crowd starts to laugh. And I go and I'm looking at him thinking, how did he get elected president? And it it always like is just a big explosion, except in certain parts of the country. And I did that joke one time and a lady actually not only confronted me after the show, she went to my booking agent online and emailed him of what a horrible, uh, unloving, non-Christian I was. Well, here's the deal. I don't have a booking agent. So mm-hmm. she found some website that listed me on there and I ended she, up. Uh, I ended thought you were saying she wrote the blues. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you who it was because we both know him. But he's a comedian who just started a website and books other comedians as well. Mm-hmm. So he just laid into her as a comedian, not as the booking representative of Bob Smiley. And then he screenshot everything and sent it to me afterwards. But uh, yeah, so it's not even here. Here's here's what I have issue with. It's not only that you are offended by something that I say, it's that you then want to destroy me. You want to go out and try to end my career because you disagree with what I'm saying. Here's where I'm sitting. I respect others rights to live how they want to live. But I just ask the same courtesy. Like, that's it. Like, you know, if you want to go do X, go do X. You know, I'm going to live my life where I think X is wrong. But then don't try to change my mind or my beliefs. And, you know, you're these people are just not satisfied until we cave into their way of life. And it seems like that's just the definition of a hypocrisy. You know, like, have you guys kept up with the um, uh, he's a councilman, uh, Ryan Webb. Have you heard of Ryan yes. West? Indiana. He's an Indiana guy. Yep. Oh, is he in Indiana? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so then you guys can probably talk more about it. For for Carl, um, and tell me if this is true, uh, but he just recently, he's a straight white male, married, has kids, and he has just recently come out as a lesbian woman of color. That's how he identifies now. Yeah. And the left is now sending him death threats and all this. And if you look at what all he's saying, he's basically saying the exact same thing they're saying. Like, you need to love me for who I am. This is who I choose to be. And he's getting nothing but hate from that side. Is that is that all ring pretty true? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think he, he calls himself a Native American. He may even say Indian because that would be less politically correct. And yeah, he says, I'm a woman now. And then his official statement, this is my favorite part. Usually politicians are like, you know, no comment or they won't respond to, to people when things get heated. But he's, his official statement back to the news uh, spot that I watched was, I just wish that there was as much space and respect given for my lifestyle as for everyone else's. And it <laughs> doesn't seem like that's possible. And so it, it was really perfect. Right. I mean, it was spot on. So that's what it's doing. It's, it's, it's pointing out the hypocrisy of how we've got a group of people that are saying, we don't want to just be left alone to live our lives the way that we want to live it. We want you guys to agree that it's all okay. And that's not okay. That's not okay. 
And I don't see how they don't see the hypocrisy in it. Well, because along with Christian values come things such as respect for people who are different from you in ways that are not salvation ways. Along with Christian values comes the idea that we should tolerate um, people who are maybe weaker than you, like, you know, live with the weaker brother, actually care for um, the widows and orphans, actually love your enemies, you know, and, and do not curse them. Those are all Christian values. So mm-hmm. when we started dispensing with Christian values, all that stuff went with it. And so I do think there are a lot of Christians who are like, oh, well, we should have been able to remove like the Jesus stuff, but still retained like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. And it's, and they're starting to realize there is nope. no common ground with darkness. Like we, when, when we allowed them to just say that it didn't matter, then that included the tolerance that included the, you know, ability to live and let live. Like they, they have now destroyed that too, because where did it come from? It was rooted in Christian values that they no longer respect. So this is where we were headed. Yeah. That is a, that is a great question because this is a question I would like to ask and I don't even know who I would be asking, but you know, atheists, they wanted God out of uh, the schools, out of the you know country, out of all our lives, not just theirs, but out of all their lives. And they're really honestly succeeding in that. So the question I would like to ask is, how's that going? You know, is crime going up or down or school shootings going up or down or, you know, stores are closing in San Francisco because stealing stuff up to a certain amount is actually legal. And now they're... <laughs> I didn't like, know that's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think it's nine hundred and seventy five dollars that you can steal <laughs> before you it's usually so oh oh if you it's don't know this, from. Okay, so I've done a lot of smiley minutes about this, but I started getting shadow banned, so I kind of backed off of it. But um you can steal I think it's nine hundred and seventy five dollars. So several of the stores that wanted to try to stay in business, the one store uh, made everything in the store nine hundred and seventy six dollars, <laughs> but when you when you took the product when you took the product up to um, buy it, give you a discount. They, they had a coupon. They oh had a coupon. For that I love item. people. I love yeah. smart business savvy people. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I mean, that's what like. San Francisco, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with Chicago, but Walmart, uh, during the George Floyd thing, uh, they were like, we're going to build Walmarts in inner cities in Chicago because um, we're going to try to help, you know, help the, uh, you know, the community there. And we're going to try to, uh, I I forget how they worded it, but it was uh, do away with the racial divide. And now they're all the Walmarts are closing there because they're losing millions of dollars. Uh, from theft and you know all this kind of stuff and it it happens in uh my my grandparents lived in lancaster and they could the stores could not stay open because because and one of our our one of the guys that went to our church owned one of the stores and he was like more merchandise is going out the back than is going out the front and so they can't and so i'm like when you take out jesus when you take out god then the moral fiber just starts to unravel. And so like, how's this working 
for everybody right now? Like, you know, where are we in our country now that we've, you know, quote unquote, taking God out of everything that we can. Right. You know, well, it was such a gradual, uh, there was such a gradual result. Like it took a couple of generations to really start seeing the fruit of those decisions that I think there are a lot of people who are still skeptical at to what, as far as what the cause was, there's still people who are trying to deny that it had anything to do with trying to remove God from the equation. But yeah, mm -hmm. what essentially happened is we were, we sawed off the branch that we were sitting on and nobody realized it. You know, we removed a whole bunch of barriers that it turns out were actually important, you know, for mm -hmm. for all of our health. And we didn't realize it until now. Some people still don't realize that that's what's going on. Um, but yeah, th there was the myth of neutrality. I think there was this myth of, um, at least in education, they were, you know, we were promised that we could have a neutral education where we're not cramming Jesus or Christianity or the Bible down people's throats but we're also, you know, not teaching people that Christianity is wrong, so therefore it's neutral. Um, but it turned out that that was not what happened. It turned out there were a whole lot of things that we were teaching kids that were a consequence of Christianity that no longer have a foundation. They no longer have a reason for existing. Even things as simple as don't hit, you know, don't talk back to your teacher. Don't, don't scream in the hallways, you know, whatever. Like the smallest rule now doesn't really have a basis or a why behind it. And so, yeah, we're starting to really pay the price. I think it's gone even farther than like the atheists from 50 or 60 years ago could have predicted. Because we used to talk to a couple of atheists, several atheists about 10 years ago, and I was describing this school situation for them. I was talking about school shootings like you did, Bob. I was talking about um, increases in crime and, and areas like that. And I would try to get them to explain to me from an atheist perspective, why is this wrong? And they couldn't, at least not in a very consistent way. And so I said, well, you're the reason that these kids are getting depressed and anxious and they don't know who they are. This was before they had kids like openly identifying as like werewolves or something, you know, and I definitely would have blamed him for that if that had been on the scene yet. <laughs> but he, he thought I was crazy. He thought I was just name calling, you know, like I'm just being yeah. mean for no reason. But I was like, no, it makes sense. You have to follow these steps and and recognize how this is this goes directly back to when they were told and humanity it's at large was told that we evolved from nothing for no reason and now just do whatever feels good and i don't think that those old school atheists even knew like how out of control things were going to get you know so quickly that's that's my theory anyway yeah during um during COVID, so we all shut down for a while and um, <laughs> and everybody had to homeschool their kids, mm -hmm. which I love because I love that parents were finding out that teachers were not the problem. And then all of a sudden, Texas went back, uh, I think, for the last month. And so because I didn't have any shows, all my shows had canceled, I started substitute teaching whenever. And I got my degree in elementary ed. I was going to be a teacher. And so I'd done my student teaching. You know, I'm how old am I now? I'm 32. Yeah. And uh, we, come on, guys, we're friends. And okay, I'm a little older than that. But I hadn't been in the classroom. And so all of a sudden, I'm in a classroom every single day. And I noticed this huge lack of respect, and not even respect for the substitute teacher respect for the we, we used to all respect our janitor in school, like he was the coolest guy. And 
the way that they talked to other teachers, you know, kids in the hallways and stuff, there was a total lack of disrespect for anybody else's life. And so as like, I knew we were headed down this bad path, but as I was in classrooms all the time, I was like, well, these kids don't have any respect for anybody else. So what would keep them from snapping and, you know, walking in and thinking, I'm, I'll just kill these people that are making me angry or, you know, right. they, they don't have any respect. And I think that's like the result of taking out God and the moral fiber, you know, within the family and, you know, and parents are. That's why they a, spit gum in the urinals, Bob. It's why they spit gum in the urinals. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, one of the stories it, that I, I think, oh yeah, go ahead. I think the thing that is uh, that comes and haunts me personally about all of this is I think back to um, let's see how old am I? I'm 32, and You're back both when I was than me, by the way, I just want to point uh -huh. out. <laughs> back back when I was 32 and doing comedy, um, my concept it was a good mic, wasn't it? My con yes, the concept. It was just a half of a coconut that I shouted into. Um, the the concept among Christian comics, entertainers in general, Christian entertainers, was that we were going to invade the culture using uh, using entertainment. We were gonna we were gonna kind of sneak into the culture. We were gonna we were gonna pull back our Christianity. Where we were gonna we weren't gonna preach. We weren't gonna thump our Bibles, but we were gonna kind of casually win them over with our uh, with our personalities with our with our comedy and then that would open the door and afford us a chance to speak you know on behalf of Jesus that was the the mentality and it seemed like a good idea but now I look back at it and I realize mm, that's it doesn't work that way and it doesn't work that way all you have to do is go to the book of Acts you go to the book of Acts and, and you look at the way they the early church got launched and my 32 year old self was looking at the apostles going man you guys just need to be you need to dial it back a little bit the reason you're getting flogged and thrown in prison is because you're just coming on too strong you need to be a little more uh a little more cool yeah a little more winsome and then paul you know if you just knew if you just knew some jokes then those people would like you and then they would receive your jesus and so and they wouldn't are. fall asleep and fall out the window. Right. They wouldn't fall asleep. Price it up a little bit, man. Yeah. And so I, what I'm saying is that I think that's wrong. I think that that mentality has also led to where we are now because we've got a culture that is not used to being told, hey, your ideas are bad. Your ideas are bad because we never came out and said that. We don't, oh, that's, that's so harsh. It's so mean. And it's so unlikable to tell people that their idea is stupid and bad. And, uh, and wicked. You never call anybody wicked. And so now here we are, and there's all of this wickedness all around us. And the church is going, why Why is everybody so bad? Well, they're so bad. They've always been bad. But we were afraid to tell them that they were bad because we were trying to win them to Christ in some gentle, you know, uh, covert method. Yeah, that, that actually goes with the story that I was going to share a minute ago, because like the, the word picture, or I guess the yeah, the story that goes with this concept in my mind is the time that a friend of mine who had homeschooled her kids up through high school sent her oldest to public school for the first time. And at first, she sent him to one of the high schools in town and then quickly transferred him to another high school in town. And both of those high schools have 
kids from our church in them. So I know the person through church, and then I know a lot of people who are associated with both of the high schools. The first high school experience wasn't a good one, and then she moved him to the second one, and they had a much better experience. So she, my friend, went on social media to just say, oh, I'm so glad that we finally, that we they, we moved him from that first school because, you know, his first day in school, his very first day, he came back and told us that there were kids in the hallways who were like, you know, drinking, they had, you know, alcohol in their lockers or the principal would walk past and they'd like flip him off behind his back. And, you know, they were, they were throwing stuff at the teacher when she wasn't looking and it was just really disrespectful. Um, and, and now, you know, it's been almost a complete world of difference in this new school where, you know, at the very least people are being polite, you know, <laughs> to the principal, you know? And so she writes that on social media and a mom who was associated with the first school said, I really just don't appreciate the way that you're trashing our school and, you know, being. Yeah. They don't like the mirror. Right. They don't like the mirror. <laughs> right. right. And these are Christians, you know, again, people who go to our church, um, these are people who are supposed to at least theoretically believe that people are sinners. You know, they're supposed to at least be aware that things go badly sometimes and discipline is necessary. And you can't just like pretend that everything's hunky-dory, particularly when there's eyewitnesses saying it's not. I mean, there's some problems to be solved here. That doesn't mean you can't improve, but you definitely won't if you're going to go out and bite the head off of anyone who tells the truth about what you're doing. And so, yeah, if, if Christians can't look in the mirror and if Christians can't take truth about evil behavior, then, yeah, how do we expect the rest of the world to be comfortable with the idea, with the first part of the good news, which is, you need a savior. Things aren't good. And so that's why Jesus comes and, and fixes it. We're, Christians aren't even ready for that anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's all the time we have for now. Actually, we're at 42 minutes, which is just about when we usually... No, I just heard a bell ring. Is that, John, are you supposed him. to take a pill? It's my... It's my... <laughs> take your medicine. Are you supposed to take a pill? Yeah. And hey, are you proud of me for whenever you said your 32-year-old self wanted to say to the apostles and I didn't jump in and say, because you were there? <laughs> huh? We're proud of you for not saying that, just like we're proud of you for not promoting yourself. For not promoting yourself, yeah. <laughs> That's maturity, man. I'm growing up. Uh, Bob's going to come with us on, in July to uh, vacay. Yep. So yes. If you're not signed up yet, Carl, time is slipping away and uh it's and so they can get a discount by putting in vacay with bob that's true <laughs> they right can. they can they can put in vacay with bob which everybody should do right now to get their discount on on their tickets vacation <laughs> the snooze you lose brandon <laughs> Oh, that's so great. He comes on my podcast and promotes his discount for Vacay with Comics. If you don't have any more things Classic. to add, I'll play the theme song neither one of you can hear. I don't. I, you know what's sad is I know you have editing capability. So it's going to be, you can put in Vacay with John Brannion. I'm not going to, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I am wanted to basically give a shout out to you give you a salute let you know that if you decide to stir up a hornet's nest i will stand right there in the middle of that cloud with you, you. yeah <laughs>
I know you will. I've seen you do it countless times. <laughs> I will. I will stand shoulder to shoulder with you while we get stung. The outro. The outro is playing, so right. <laughs> you probably still can't hear it. Oh, nope. I was going to share my testimony really yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.